I just want to read from Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. All came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous heart, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. God. Amen. Please join with me in prayer. Lord, we are so blessed this morning. You have already blessed us. You've already touched us. And Lord, now in this time of preaching, we just pray, Lord, that you will continue to speak to us. Lord, hide me behind that cross of Calvary. And Lord, we say, as often we say here, come Holy Spirit, come in this time of preaching. Open our heart. Give us understanding of what you want to say to us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Back to the basic. We have been in, in this series for the last uh, few weeks. We begin with back to the heart of worship. You know, God wants us to worship him in, in, in sincerity and earnestness. And then we looked at a message, back to the word of God. And I know most of you are following along in the book of Acts. Uh, if you have missed, you can still catch up. We are on Acts 14 today. Uh, Just a way to connect and read God's word and listen to God's word, it makes a difference every time we hear or or, are reflecting on God's word. And last uh, Sunday, we we, uh, heard a message back to praying fervently as a church that we are people of the word, but we are also people of, of prayer as God's people. Today's message is back to fellowship, back to fellowship. In Acts chapter 2, it mentions here, in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. This is a very important verse. Um, The the people that we hear, that we see in this text, were people that had just come to Christ. You know, in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came and Peter, one of the disciples, preached, and after he got done preaching, about 3,000 people got saved. They gave their life to Jesus. They are, they are new Christians, and um, uh, they were just learning to, to, to grow in God's Word. Now, they did not have at that time, they did not have Bibles. So the only way they heard God's message was through the apostles. The apostles were the disciples of Jesus who were eyewitness of Jesus' resurrection and his ministry. And not only that, the apostles were the one that uh, were preaching and teaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit was speaking to them, and they were teaching the people. So this uh, context I want to share with you that this early church were not only a new church, but they were also facing persecution at that time. They were facing persecution to not talk about Jesus, not preach about Jesus, not witness about Jesus. So they would gather The only way they would gather to find encouragement was to gather in homes and they would eat together, they would pray together, they would fellowship together. Now I'm going to focus just on the word fellowship which which comes from a Greek word called koinonia. 
When I was here oh, five years ago, uh, we had a young adult fellowship, and we used to call ourselves the koinonia. I started with 20s to 30s, but then I extended to the 40s. So we, we included the 20s to the 40s. But we would gather once a month, and we would gather for fried chicken, and we'll have some other potluck stuff. But we would, we would eat together. We, would, some, we played cricket. One of the games we play in India, we played cricket. But we gathered once a month just for fellowship, just to share our prayer requests, what was going on in our lives. So, so koinonia was a time when we would just come together. And so um, in the early church, when the church began, this was very, very critical for them to meet together because that's the only place where they were able to find encouragement and strength. So what is fellowship? I want to just share a few thoughts. First of all, fellowship is sharing life together. Fellowship is sharing. The word fellowship really means, it means partnership, participation, communion, and contribution. So being in fellowship means that everyone is involved. We are, we are helping each other. We are praying for each other. We are caring for each other. So it takes, it takes all of us. Now, fellowship is sharing life together. Now, I want to read from Acts chapter 2. We just, I just read it, but I want us to read and as I read, you will notice fellowship meant being together. It meant uh, eating together. So uh, let me just read uh, Acts chapter 2. All came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. All who believed were together. That was very important that they stay connected as a, as a family and had all things in common. Now, they had different gifts, they had talent, but they had one thing in common, and that commonness was that they need to come together so that they can worship God, they can serve God, they can remain focused on one mission. They would sell their possession and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Not only would they come together, but they would also, if someone had a need, they would provide the need whatever way they could. And also the Bible says that they, day by day as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread and at home and ate their food with glad and generous heart. Often they would meet together because that's all they had. That they could meet together, they could eat together, they could share together. And then the Bible says, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day the Lord added to their number. In the book of Acts, you will see the secret of how a church grows. The, the first important thing was the church came together. They were a fellowship. They were united. They may not agree on everything, but they were united to follow Jesus, to draw closer to Jesus, to have a relationship with Jesus. So that was very important for them to be in fellowship. Now, secondly, friends, fellowship is walking in the light and truth of Jesus. Not only do we have fellowship with our brothers and sisters and our family, but it is very important that we have a fellowship with Jesus, our Savior. The Bible says in 1 John verse 5 to 7, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. 
fellowship is not only fellowship that we have with each other, we need to have good relationship with each other, but we need to have a, we need to have a good relationship with, with our Father, our Son, and the Holy Spirit. We need to have a, have a clear uh, relationship with Jesus. We need to have a pure heart in our relationship with Jesus. We need to be growing in a relationship with Jesus. What this is saying that if there is anything that hinders our relationship with Jesus, if it is sin, if it is pride, and if it is idol, whatever it is, we need to confess that sin so that we can have a pure channel with God. God desires a pure heart. God desires a pure fellowship. And so fellowship is also that we serve God out of a pure heart. There is nothing hindering our relationship with, with our Savior. Amen. Fellowship is good with our brother and sister and also with our Savior Jesus. Thirdly, fellowship is participating in the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ. Friend, this is a very important message on fellowship because, you know, one of the things that the enemy, the evil one, wants to do, he wants to keep people from fellowship. He wants to keep people from praying together. He wants to keep people from worshiping together. He wants to keep people from studying God's word. You know why? But the moment we stop fellowshipping and not reading his word and not praying, he's got us. But the moment God's people gather together, they pray together, they read the Bible together, they seek the Lord together, they become strong and mighty and God begins to bless that church and the church begins to grow because they're connected with the power. Fellowship is a moment when we can connect with our family, we can connect with God, and then God can use us to reach people in our community and bring them to Jesus. That's what was happening in the book of Acts. But fellowship also means this, friends. Apostle Paul, the great man of God, put it this way, Philippians 3 and verse 10. He says, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and the participation you know, fellowship means participation, sharing, um, you know, the power of this and participation in his suffering, becoming like him in his death. For Apostle Paul, fellowship with Jesus meant not only that, that he could experience the, the power of Christ, which is power. You know, Jesus rose with power when he rose again. But Paul is saying, and not only do I want to experience your power, God, but I want to experience your suffering. You see, friends, when Jesus walked this earth, he faced a lot of pain. He faced a lot of suffering. He faced a lot of rejection. He faced a lot of people calling him name and, 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 and bringing him down. Jesus suffered on the cross. And so when we say, God, we want to have fellowship with you, we are not only talking about good times, but God, even in difficult moments in our life, we know what you went through. Fellowship is that close intimacy with Jesus. That's what he was saying. I want to have a deeper intimacy with Jesus. I want to grow in the knowledge of God. He says, I want to know you, Christ, as I fellowship, not only know you in my head, but Lord, I want to experience you in my heart, in my life. And that's what fellowship does, friends, when we have the desire. Secondly, friends, in participating in the life and ministry of Jesus also means that we commune together. We take communion together. Every time we take communion, which we are about to do in a few minutes, every time we take communion, the word communion means community, we gather together. And when we take communion, here's the three things that we do. We remember that the death of Christ. 
We remember the death of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, and that He is coming again. The death of Christ reminds us that Jesus died on the cross of Calvary for you and me. He shed His blood for you and me. So this is not an ordinary moment when we come to take. We remember that when I come here, I am participating in the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, and that He rose again. He gives me life. He gives me peace. Amen. That's what fellowship is so important that we stay connected with the fellowship. We take communion together so that it reminds us that we need fellowship. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, 16 to 17, the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a sharing? Fellowship means sharing, participating. Is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, and we who are many are one body, for we are all partake of the one bread. Even in communion, we are having fellowship with Jesus. Now, I just want to just share four thoughts of, of how we can come back to fellowship once again, how we can connect back. First of all, we gather, we gather for fellowship. Number one, for we gather to grow in our faith. How can we grow in our faith? The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, so that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In fellowship, in Christian fellowship, we gather so that we can grow in our faith. You see, friends, life is hard. There's so many things going on in our life, in our challenges, and we need our faith strengthened. Well, how is our faith strengthened? It's strengthened when we connect with God's word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing. I would love for you to join us on Wednesday night as we are starting this Wednesday night growth groups, this Bible study groups, dinner time. I want to invite everyone that is able to come and connect because you are connecting with God's word. You're connecting with your brothers and sisters in fellowship so that we can grow in our faith. Secondly, we, we, we need to get, get back to fellowship so that we can share each other's burdens. The Bible says in Galatians 6 and 2, Carry each other's burdens in this way, and you will fulfill the law of Christ. We all gather here Sunday after Sunday, week after week. You know, we gather for a lot of things, but we gather so that we can share our burdens. You see, friends, we all have things going on in our lives. And I'm so grateful that we have a church family that we can lean on, right? We had a funeral here last week, and our church family gathered together. We reached out to the family, our choir sang. It was such a comfort. You know, um, we gather so that we can share our burdens with each other. You see, Christian faith was never to be lived alone. Christianity was never to be lived alone. Jesus himself had 12 disciples with him. And those disciples would pray together, encourage each other, let's keep on serving God. The Bible says in Matthew 18, 20, for, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I with them. And we gather together so that we can share our burden. Thirdly, we, we must gather for fellowship so that we can have support and encouragement. Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5:11, therefore encourage one another and build each other up. Just in fact, you are doing. We gather in fellowship so that we can lift each other up, friends. That's what fellowship is about. 
We gather so that we can share. I was talking to, to one of my friends this week, and, and, you know, oftentimes when we pass by a person, we will say, how are you? And that per- person will say, I am fine, right? And we'll go on. How many times do we really take the time to ask, how is it going with your family? And you will notice most of the time, people will begin to share with you. I've, I've had that this morning. This morning, in Sunday, even before I began the service, someone came up. I was just getting ready. He said, I need to talk to you about something. Can you pray? We need to be very sensitive, friend. God wants to use us so that we can encourage people. And lastly, we gather so that we can spur one another up towards Jesus. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 24, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. This is very important. We gather so that we can encourage each other to keep following Jesus, to keep trusting Jesus even when things are not going the way you would like to go. We gather together so that we can, we can spur each other, keep following Jesus, keep trusting Jesus. That's how we do that in our football teams, right? We cheer them up. Hey, if they're even 50 and zero down, you're saying, come on, right? Because you believe in them. And that's what we need in Christian lives sometimes because we are tired and beaten up and we need someone who will still believe in us. That's why we gathered here in this church. So Lord, I can come here and now people will love me. They will encourage me. They will speak the truth in love to me because they love me so that I can be in fellowship. And that's why, friends, the evil one will keep people away from from worshiping together, from reading his Bible together. But we need to get back to fellowship and trusting in God and following in his footsteps. 